it's a new week you know what that means it's time for a show welcome to the fat to fit or else podcast where we talk about fitness food motivation and general angry rants from the fat man himself stretch roberts i'm not that fat so get ready for all of the above with a side of bacon here is your host that's a fat joke stretch the bacon thing was a fat joke i'm offended every time i hear that that ai bastard introduce me here on my own damn show this is fat to fit or else i am stretch thank you for being here we appreciate the hell out of you guys thanks for listening all over the world we're worldwide freaking super cool so thank you for that i love the article that we got into last week that we're one of the top five uh, percent of podcasts in the world which i find to be complete horse crap because that's just not true even though we're way past the numbers, uh, according to that article, that make us a top 5% podcast. So, anyway. Uh, my pity party was long and strong and ran all weekend after I got the horrible news on Thursday that I'm going to have to undergo surgery. And I'm looking at what probably will be six months after surgery before I am back to normal. And I had to tell you, I don't know if it's a psychosomatic... Uh, experience that I have under, undergone but since Thursday the pain of my shoulder is insane insane like it hurts to move my arm period and sleeping is becoming I drugged myself so hard over the weekend to sleep that uh I and I think that's bad too because I think what happens when I move around so I sleep for 30 or 40 minutes, it hurts. I change positions. It hurts. I change positions. It hurts. And, and that's that's what I do. I think when I really drug myself, I sleep probably in pain and don't feel the pain. And then it hurts even more. And that's kind of what I've been doing. And remember, I never worked out last week. I went to the gym one day. I had the big old bloody foot incident a, a week ago today. So that's been one week. That's finally healing up. So I'm not worried about that anymore. Probably very soon I will go back to my dress shoes at work even. I'm no longer worried about that being an open wound and turning into a bad infection, which would be really, really bad on my foot for a person with diabetes. You don't want um, wounds on your feet that don't heal because you get infections. And then they chop off your foot or toe or whatever, and that is not uh, on my program because I don't want – that's a surgery I don't want, even though – there's a surgery coming on my other foot. <laughs> the there's a lot of pain there. For the longest time, for for many months, in fact, when I went to the foot doctor, many months I was feeling what I thought was diabetic nerve pain in my foot, which is very common. Then, which is a bad sign. That means, uh oh, you're you're losing a feeling in your feet, and you will end up literally they'll chop off your toes, and then chop off your foot, and then chop off your leg. Is what they do. So I'm like, this is horrible. Like, I have diabetes under control. I don't understand how this is happening. But I had burning, tingling, just pain in my left foot in particular, and it was brutal. I got a lot of the pain under control when I got the inserts, something I highly recommend if you have feet problems at all. It doesn't even have to be diabetes. If you have – I have uh, plantar fasciitis besides and heels <laughs> I'm a piece of poo. I am literally falling apart. Man, I could just, I'm like a senior citizen on here ran, running down my ailments. And then, and then I got a bad hip and the sciatica pain. <laughs> no, thankfully, knock on wood, I have neither of those. Uh, I do have the plantar fasciitis and I had a lot, a lot of pain in my feet. 
and I thought I was having diabetic nerve pain. I went to both of my doctors, my general practitioner, and then to the foot doctor, and we got the feet thing under control. They gave me some stretches, said I had overdeveloped calf muscles, which is true because I'm so buffed and beefy. And also, you get really big calves when you're a fat ass and you just walk around and experience life. And remember, there was two years there where I was walking four or five miles a day at work. Uh, when I worked at LMU, I was doing foot patrol a lot, a lot, and I was wearing really uncomfortable shoes. I destroyed my feet in that two-year window. A lot of stairs, hanking and clunking and clunking, and you have a, a utility belt on, which has all of your lights and keys and weapons and all that crap that you carry. So that was heavy and it did not help. I was already a super fat ass and I was carrying around that weight and those shoes were god awful and it destroyed my feet. So my feet got a lot of problems there and I thought that's what it was. Also, calves developed nicely. The calves were really creating the foot problems. All that walking and the calves were, it was too much. And the overdeveloped, and they pulled the tendons in the foot, and it was a recipe for disaster. I got that under control with some calf stretches that I do every single day. That has been fantastic. The doctor showed me that. The foot doctor showed me that. But uh, what has happened since then, that neuropathy, the, the, the nerve pain, ended up not being nerve pain. What happened is there is a completely severed tendon in my foot, and now if I try to move my toes... The two middle toes go apart. It's like a Dr. Spock hand sign from Star Trek, but it's on my left foot only. And if I have my sock off, you can't really tell, but if I have my sock off and try to like move my toes, you will see that they will split, and it's like a V. And apparently everything I see on that means, yeah, there's a tendon, some tendon in your foot that has been completely severed, and that's what causes that. Now, the... It didn't hurt for the longest time, and now it's been really, really hurting. Really hurting. It was killing me, and I was having an episode with that right about the time I dropped the knife on my foot and <laughs> almost chopped off one of my toes and bled profusely and didn't even know it. Uh, it's just crazy. Crazy, 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 crazy. So all of that was going on last week. I set out of the gym that I got the really bad news from my freaking orthopedic surgeon about we're going to have to do surgery and I was just bummed and so I ended up having donuts last week and eating like crap and this weekend I did not diet at all but I am proud to say and I want to tell you this because it's all about personal accountability on this show and and what I'm trying to do and the movement I'm trying to start with fat to fit or else and I'm back on it. Tonight, I weighed out all my food. I cooked my lunches for the next couple of days, my dinners. They're in my refrigerator. I'm back to the caloric deficit. I will get back on this thing. I'm going to hit the gym again tomorrow. I'm going to work out. I'm not too worried about lifting weights like I've been doing, a lot of pulling instead of pushing. And I know my shoulder's going to kill afterwards, but it kills all the time, so I may as well do it. But I'm going to... Uh, it's going to be weird after the surgery when I can finally get back to lifting weights. There's paranoia there. Like, I don't want to screw that up again. Shout out to everybody who uh, reached out. I know Mona reached out and, God, she's had it bad. Mona, you had it awful. She had uh, the surgery and then tore the surgery loose. The worst case scenario, tore the surgery loose during physical therapy. So you have the surgery, and they're like, don't screw it up, and then it comes loose during physical therapy because physical therapy, if you've never done it, is 
effing nightmarish, and it hurts like hell. I'll never forget I'd had two knee surgeries, and I was in doing physical therapy, and, you know, it was stiff and tight, and I'd just had surgery in a, you know, it'd been a couple of weeks. And then they're like, all right, come in for physical uh, therapy. And I'm like, cool. And I come in, the physical therapist goes, all right, lay on your stomach. And then they grabbed my foot and touched my heel to my ass. And I freaking jumped up from there and said, you do that again and I will smash your freaking face in. (laughs) Except for I may have F-bombed them. I was adamantly, that hurt so damn bad. And they're like, that's what you got to do. That's how you're going to get back. And I'm like, yeah, go after yourself. I'll do what I need to do on my own. You're not doing that crap to me again. Don't ever touch me again. I'll hurt you. And then I didn't go back after that. And my knees healed just fine. I didn't go back to physical therapy after that. I didn't have any problems. I didn't have any side effects or anything like that. I I recovered naturally and was fine. I understand if you don't do the physical therapy on these shoulders, you're effed and you'll lose a ton of mobility. So I'm going to do it but I'm going to, it's painful. And then if they do it so hard that they rip the damn thing off the bone, I will beat someone with my one good arm. <laughs> That's what I'll do. I'll go and then rip my shoulder loose after a surgery. I'm going to punch you in the face with my left arm until you stop moving. And then I'm going to keep punching you. That's something too. That's a real thing. I don't know if any of you guys have ever been in fights, but you punch someone when you're really angry, they're out and they're unconscious and then you keep punching them. That happened to me once. I, I was doing that and I got in trouble so don't punch people is the moral of the story don't do that I was a young young man dumb man I'm not the kinder gentler uh, stretch that I am today ah man and I gotta tell you I'm kind of like you know not wanting to pat myself on the back but if you know me you know that I'm really good at that and I say pat pat because I read the stories that I have for you guys today and my fine fitness stories and health stories and things that could be interesting to to uh, you guys. And then I'm like, wow, I'm like a idiot savant of this weight loss world. Here is a story, and it goes into obesity, and 42.5% of U.S. adults over the age of 20 have the disease known as fatastum or obesity. You can call it either. It's okay here. They say not only is obesity the nation's second leading cause of preventable death, uh, it's only behind smoking cigarettes. So smoking cigarettes, if you look at people that smoke, you're like, ew, you're a smoker, yet you're shoving donuts in your face? Yeah, fatty, fat, fat, you may as well puff a cigarette too because you're heading down the same road as that smoker. Um, they say it's, but here's what's the good news, the good news. That's an alarming number, by the way, 42.5% of adults over the age of 20. And then they say if you're having a New Year's resolution and you're falling off, that basically you need to get with an online group like us here at Fat to Fit or else. They say don't go it alone. That going on and having like a social support system is a really good thing. Oh my God. Can you believe that? I am an idiot savant. Uh, Let's get into it. They say share your resolutions with friends, family members, significant others, and colleagues, or start an effing podcast and hold yourself accountable with electroshock therapy and torture. That's a good way to do it. Yes. Number two, schedule some form of physical activity into your daily routine. I have been really, really good at that this last week. Is the I, I was off a week at Christmas. I didn't go do uh, any working out. I think I did about a week at Christmas at one point. And then I've been off for an entire week this time. 
but typically it's straight from work, straight to the gym, work out, then I come home. And that that's my routine Monday through Friday, and it's been working. And that's it's the best thing. When you can make it routine is the best way because when you say, well, if I have time, but yeah, tonight I got to go meet so-and-so, and that's fine. With five days a week, you really only need three days a week of working out. Let's be real honest. But if you – you know, you feel better if you do five and you feel better about your mission in, in total and it helps and it's kind of like a checking account, a little, put a little bit in the bank, a little bit in the bank, a little bit in the bank. And then, you know, you work out three days, work out four days, work out five days. And maybe you're like, Hey, I worked out five days. Maybe next week I am going to take a, a Wednesday night. I'm going to go have lunch after, or go have dinner after work with my friend and not worry about working out. And that's totally okay. And you should be very, very kind to yourself, but Try to make it scheduled. It's a it's the best way that you're gonna stick to it. So schedule that in, like every day after work or every day before work. And a lot of times you can't. Maybe you only have right. I can do it on Thursday, but if you could do it Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, that's your three days right there. But schedule it. Like I'm gonna get up first thing on Saturday morning. As soon as I get out of bed, I'm gonna go to the gym or I'm gonna go, you know, run or whatever it is. Do it schedule it, make it happen, and it will happen and it will stick. Uh, checking in with others to see how their resolutions are going and offering words of encouragement. It's what I do here. I don't know if you know, but I tell you guys all the time. I'm proud of you. No one else will tell you that. Everyone else in your family will be like, oh, I thought you were on a diet. Why are you having a cookie? It's like, eat my butt. I'm eating a cookie because I've been starving myself all week, and this is my cheat day. Get off my ass. What do you do? You don't work out. You're not on a diet, so shut your fat face. Just venting, just saying. That's what you do, but, you know, there you go. But if you have friends that are on the program too, check in with them. How you doing? I like to ask people, like, how's the workout going? Hey, you getting in your steps? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? And, you know, it's something that people like to talk about, especially if they're on it. And they're there. It's it's. Uh, I don't want to say it's prideful, but it is. It's, it's to some degree. It's like, yeah, I'm doing. I'm I'm going every day. I'm doing the best I can. All right, stick with it, man. Good job. That's that's cool. People want to hear that. Offer that encouragement to people. And I will tell you, every time I talk to you guys on this podcast, I am proud of whatever you're doing because I know it's not easy. I know half of us are uh, obese, and I know it's easy to get crappy food, and I know it's easy to get that crappy food when you don't have time and your life really has got you by the short and curlies, it's not freaking easy to do this. So I commend any of you that are making that effort and I will always applaud you and hopefully inspire you to continue to do it because it will make your health better in the long run. And that's really what matters here. Granted, you know, I want to look good for summer. Summer's coming. By the way, my summer beach bod, I think, is going down the drains with his shoulder surgery. I was thinking about that. I am not going to be running around being Joe Swole on the beach with no shirt on. I know that. All right, then it says having friendly competition with peers to see who uh, walked or ran more uh, is, is a great way to stay motivated, too. I didn't participate, but when I was at LMU, there was every year there was three or four guards and they would all put in a hundred bucks and they would weigh themselves and they would weigh in and then they would have a contest to see who could lose the most weight. And those guys did that uh, both years I was there and then the winner takes all. So whoever loses the most weight now, not really fair when some, because there was uh, one dude that was super fit and he would do it every year, but he would never win because he didn't have that much weight to lose. Then you throw a fat ass in there and fat asses can lose a lot of weight in a, uh, however long they win. If it was 
60 days, 90 days, whatever it was, but I remember those guys doing it and then uh, torturing themselves and like, I can't have lunch, I can't have lunch. (laughs) F that. If I don't have lunch, I get grumpy. I get like those Snickers commercials where I turn into uh, uh, someone unrecognizable and it's never a good thing, so I have to have lunch. And then finally it says, asking professional health coaches for evidence-based advice when it comes to exercise or diet-related questions is a good deal to ask experts. Or you can always ask me. I am an expert at nothing but act like I know a lot. But you know what's weird? If you talk to a older fat person like myself, they typically do know a lot because you've been at this battle your whole effing life. You And there's times that you win and you're winning in your head and you're doing this. And then there's times that you're not. There's times that, well, you're sucking it up and, and you're not winning and you're behind. And, and it's, but you've got a lot of knowledge. Like, I know exactly what to do. I don't need to read anything. I don't need to talk to my doctor. I don't, like, in fact, when I went into my doctor before I started this last one and she was like, I'm going to increase this medication, did it. And I'm like, no, no, no. Here's the deal. I'm going in on my diet. I'm going to dial it in. I'm going to get everything under control. Let's leave it where it is. If in three months I'm not, then we'll do what you say. But like right now, let's listen to me. And, and I did it. And I've been on that. And this has been six months now. So we haven't done any medication increases in in six months. In fact, we've scaled back all of the medications. So I did add the testosterone. Testosterone. That makes me manly. That's all. I haven't noticed much on that. But I also, what sucks is I get that going. And then right at that time, I really stop lifting. I mean, the great thing about testosterone is you lift, you're going to get muscles like crazy because you are you have the, the hormonal level of a 20-year-old. But I don't I don't have the muscles right now because I'm not – I haven't been able to do the lifting because of my shoulder. Remember, my shoulder got hurt week one of this project. Hey, I'm going to start a podcast and a, and a, and on an Instagram page. I'm going to call it Fat to Fit or Else, and I'm going to film myself working out and hold myself accountable and torture myself if I don't meet, like, weekly goals, and I'm going to do this, and it's going to be great. And then, oh, week one. This happened week one. We are in six months of this. And that happened on week one. And it's done nothing but get worse and worse and worse and worse to where now we're having surgery. So there we go. But I tell you, I do have a a, a vast knowledge of working out, getting buffed, cutting weight. And I know what I need to do, but that's not the the easy part of it. I mean, that, that is the easy part of it. I'm sorry, that, 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 that's not the hard part. The hard part is actually doing it. That is the hard part, doing it. And it is freaking nightmarish, I'll tell you that. All right, let's get into this next story that I have that just sometimes I just, I feel so smart. I really do sometimes, even though I'm a dummy. I'm a dummy, dummy, dummy. And I didn't graduate college and I dropped out of college, community college. Pasadena City College. I'm a Pasadena City College uh, dropout. That's what I am. Stop so I could be a radio superstar. And then radio imploded. Now nah, I'm a security guard with a podcast. <laughs> and a weight problem. <laughs> I didn't do radio for like 30 years though. Honestly, In fact, I was just doing radio just in August when I quit to do this. I was still doing radio, but... Anyway, there's just no money in anymore. The whole business imploded. All right, so 
I am uh, going to go into a, what was my next story here? I found a UFO story. Let's talk about that. You know I love to talk about the UFOs. There is now, uh, the scientists, they did a study, and they say they know what the Foo Fighters were. And I'm not talking about the band, the Foo Fighters. If you aren't familiar with UFO jargon, during World War II, um, pilots for every country in the conflict, all of the Allied pilots, the Japanese pilots, the German pilots, were all reporting these glowing balls of light that would stalk their aircraft when they were flying missions during World War II, and they started calling them the Foo Fighters, and these things were UFOs for the all practical purposes. And now they say those were, they know what they were because they also have attacked the space program many times, these orange glowing balls. Apparently they had them in Apollo. A lot of the Apollo missions had these same glowing balls up in outer space. And they say they are plasma balls, kind of a magnetic energy that is not alive but acts as if it is because it is attracted to energy. And they'll find plasma balls in space attacking satellites, and it'll come to the satellite and, like, follow it and then latch onto it and kind of suck the energy off of it and take off. It's like it's alive, but it's not alive. It's the same energy that creates the northern lights, all that beautiful energy. magnetic energy up at the poles that has all the color and craziness it's just so awesome to see that it's the same stuff that's just plasma in the sky and they say these are kind of like like a lightning type thing so if you want to call it ball lightning there you go that's their latest one that the foo fighters were nothing more than than a ball lightning plasma deal and a lot of times they say these things will follow each other around in in formation and attached to each other i say yeah f you sounds like another fun creative excuse for you a-holes excusing off ufos and that's what they are ufos oh boy all right now here's my next story that shows that i'm an idiot savant of this whole fat thing they say if you are on the weight loss and you kicked in say january and you're one of them new year's resolutioners that all of us gym rats look down upon I'm serious, we do. I'm just saying we do. Because when they get busy at the gym, I'm like, if a gym, this gym's stupid, I'm going to leave all these stupid new fat people that come in here that aren't going to be here in a week or two. And there, there, there. It's how it is. It's, you start your fitness program in the middle of the year and you won't get that pushback. But when you come in in January, people, you're a New Year's resolution and people are like annoyed by you being in there. That's true. Even at Planet Fitness, which is supposed to be a no judgment zone, they judge you. I'm just shooting you straight. Just being honest. Just calling it like I see it. So here we go. Another article that shows, wow, stretch is amazing. It says losing weight is extremely difficult because high-calorie, delicious food is very accessible. Yes, and if you're a fat man like me, my feed, when I go on Instagram, my feed is fitness influencers, workout tips, um, crappy junk food, and dogs. That's all my feed is. That's all I get. Everything on my feed is that. It is just fitness influencers working out really crappy buffets and donuts and crap like that and fair food and then dogs. That's that's my feed. And they say make that makes it harder for you to stick to a diet. And if you're on a New Year's resolution and you aren't sticking to it all the way, that this new article, this new study that Stretch has been saying forever, basically says, be kind to yourself. If you treat yourself, let's say, I'm assuming uh, if you're here, you are of childbearing age, you probably have kids, 
like myself, I have kids. I'm hell. I'm old enough to be a grandpa, but my kids will, I don't think, ever be married because they're like, man, my dad was psycho. I'm never getting married. My dad's crazy. Both of them. Actually, it's the opposite for my son. My son would be like, yeah, my dad's cool, but my mom's a psycho, and I'm never getting Yeah, I'm sure of that. My daughter might be like, yeah, my dad. My dad's crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm never getting married. But my son wouldn't blame me. Anyhow, well, no, my son would blame me because I tell him, don't get married. It's, never get married. It's awful. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it, boy. Boy, listen to me. Just look at the suffering of your father. Don't do it. So he's probably, it might be my fault. Could, could probably be my fault. It's, I'm going to go ahead and say it's my fault. Anyhow, let's get back to my study. So they say, if you were talking to one of your children and they were battling with, you know, obesity or weight loss issues, you would be very loving and nurturing to them. And if not, you're a dick because I hate those people. I just hit you with a truth bomb. I'm just going to tell you the real deal. You're fat as F. Like my niece. Go to the, oh, Uncle Stretch. Yeah, we're going to send you to the zoo for an MRI, you fat F. I do not like your truth bombs. Be nice. And if you were talking to your child, you would be nice. Because you're not going to say that to your kid. You're going to be like, it's okay, just keep going, keep going. And they say, treat yourself like you would anyone else that you love that is going through that battle and be kind to yourself and don't beat yourself up. A lot of times you beat yourself up, then you just say, screw it, I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. This doesn't make any sense. I'm not, I'm not going to do this anymore. And it's because we're really hard on ourselves. And be nice to yourself. And I tell you that. That's what's so great about this article. It's kind of like me looking at this article going, yeah, that's right. I say that. I'm going to go ahead and read this article because it just shows I was right. It just shows I'm an idiot savant of the weight loss world. Because I tell you. Well, I tell you all the time. I'm just like, you slip off. You screw up. Forgive yourself. All right? I'm going back. I'm hitting reset. I'm getting back on the horse. Maybe you're off for three days. I went, a, I went on a bender for an entire week of feeling sorry for myself and having a pity party. I had a bloody gushed up foot, and then right after that, I get the news I got to have surgery, and I was just like, F this. I'm not staying on my diet. I was ordering food at lunch. I had McDonald's for lunch one day last week, and I put it down at McDonald's when I ordered McDonald's. I had a 10-piece chicken nuggets and two McDoubles. That's what I had for lunch the other day, and a large French fry. I never eat French fries. Uh, so, F it. You know what? That was stupid. I set myself back. Now I got to spend another probably all week this week losing whatever weight I gained from last week. And then I'll be back to where I, where I was at. And then I can continue on my journey. And I'm gonna. And I'm going to do it. I still don't have a surgery date yet. I called the surgical planner and they haven't got back to me. I expect to hear from them today, which is Monday. Remember, it's February now, man. We have already lost one month of the new year. If you're a New Year's resolution person, congratulations if you're still with it. You have stuck to it. Good for you. I hope you keep going and going and going. I always say, they say 30 days to really adapt to a routine. I say 60. Because at 30 days, all of that, a lot, a lot of times you just gung-ho, I'm going in. And then what happens after 30 days you feel, you've been putting the work in. Your body feels like you've been putting the work in, but there's not much change. Little tiny, tiny bit, but no one else is noticing. I'll tell you, you're typically 90 days into the program before anyone else notices. Like, you can see it in the mirror because you're the only one that looks at your, your dumbass naked in the mirror and goes, look at that, get my flex on. I'm swole. Oh, there's a vein there. Look at that. Oh, man. Got more veins in my arms than in my penis. Now, that was uncalled for. Sorry about that. But you do that. That's what that's what you do. And, and good for you. It's, it keeps you going. 
If it keeps you loving your workout and saying, look, I can see it. It's working. I got to stay with it. Because it's 90 days before anyone else notices, typically. And then, really, anyone notices anything for me now, I'm six months in. And it's just people are like, oh, hey, are you losing weight? Yeah, F you. I've been killing myself in the gym for six months, you MFer. Suck up on these. That's right. That's what I said. I said suck up on these. These nuts. That's what I said. So be nice to yourself. Love yourself. Remember, you're loving yourself by doing this is the best. It's self-love. But be kind to yourself. And that's hard. And you'll screw up. And there's bumps in the road. And there are things. I have a lot of this thought process from being at rehab for so long. And remember, I'm not an addict. But I worked in the uh, addiction treatment for six years. And it's there's bumps in the roads. There's setbacks. And food is in an addiction. It's probably the biggest addiction in this country, considering half of people over 20 are obese. So it is an addiction. It is a problem. And you must treat it as any addiction. And I can tell you for certainty, any addiction that is left untreated will end in death. Any addiction. I don't care what it is, especially food. So if you're doing something good for you, God bless you. You are on the right path. Stick to it and forgive yourself because you're going to screw up. You're not perfect and you're not Jack LaLanne. And it takes a long time to really get that mindset to enjoy the workout and to enjoy the process and to do it. And, and, and I'll tell you, no matter how far I get into the journey, I crave those cheat days or those cheat meals. Or a lot of times what I'd gotten to is I was doing the caloric deficit all week and then on the weekends, relaxing, not going crazy, but relaxing and then having some cheat meals and stuff I wouldn't normally eat and then eating more of the good stuff instead of like, oh, I'm going to have 1,500 calories today. I'd bump it up to maybe like 2,500 calories on the weekend and you know have some insanity too, like my uh, Greek baby donuts I got in Downey. Oh, God, those were good. Man, they were fantastic. And I look forward to that stuff. And you should give yourself rewards. You know what? If I lose the weight this week or if I throw up this much weight or if I get to the gym, set these goals for yourself. And if you hit them, reward yourself. It is okay. Be kind to yourself and love yourself throughout this journey. So article right here saying that is so, which just I look at them like, idiots avant. My name is Stretch. You should listen to Fat to Fit or else. <laughs> oh, man. But please, if you get bad news, you know, take a day or whatever it is. I took the whole week last week, and I'm back on this week. I promise you guys I am back in the gym. I'm still not doing a challenge because there's nothing I could do besides weight loss. As if the physical challenges are, are on hold for now. I will get to one. I'll think of something. Maybe it'll come to my rehab or whatever that is. Like, I, I promise you this, knock on wood, I am not going six months till I fully recover. I'm recovering before six months. That's a goal that's already in my head. That is a motivation. That is a light at the end of that tunnel. I'm going to go in, and it's going to be hellish. And you got six weeks with the sling, then six weeks of physical therapy, and then another three months till you're back to normal. I'm going to do it before then. And I'm not going to overdo it and kill myself and tear my arm up, but I'm going to be very diligent at getting this under control. I'm going to be that inspiration that I need to be. And I I, I, I want to show people, because I know all of you, there's people that have it way worse than what I do right now, and I'm just going to put my nose in the grindstone and get it done. It's what has to be done. So that's what I'm going to do, because I don't want to be a fat F anymore. And I want to be healthier, and I want to live longer, 
and that's what I'm going to do. So pain-free life would be good, and I'm going to hit that goal. So you guys are welcome to ride the journey with me. I'll be back later this week with a bonus pod. We'll talk about anything that pops up, let you know how it's going, get ready for workout videos. They are coming back uh, as of tomorrow. I'll have those on from the Monday workout. So you guys enjoy the rest of the week, and I will talk to you soon. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself, and I'll talk to you later.